so many things an entrepreneur a public speaker translation compeer and a lifestyle writer but at my very core i am a tibetan but if you ask me what tibet its people and the culture is like then i must honestly say that i have never been to tibet and i'm sure i'm not the only one if you've never been to tibet either then this podcast is for you. Here we're going to discuss everything about the roof of the world, from its unique culture, language, history, religion, food, music, folklore, and mysticism. On this podcast, we will also be joined by guests who know Tibet in their own unique ways, so that every time you tune in, you feel like you are bit by bit waking up closer to Tibet. Dashidile and welcome. I am so happy that you're here again. I just said Tashidile, which means hello in Tibetan. It's like saying namaste or bonjour in Hindi or French, the way you would greet someone, say hello in these languages. In the same way, in my language, that is a Tibetan language, How do you say hello? You say tashidile. I'm hoping the next time I wish you and say hello in my language, that is say tashidile, you would also do the same. Would you? I'm hoping. All right. Well, the other day I was reading a book about how we can improve our memory, and so I was thinking of asking you this question. How much do you forget and how much do you remember every day? Like literally in my case, I have to admit I forget what I just ate this afternoon. So, yeah. I'm quite forgetful. But what if I told you that there are beings who remember everything about their previous lives? Now that's something, isn't it? I am talking about the Tibetan spiritual leader and noble laureate his holiness the 14th dalai lama benzen gatso his holiness the 14th dalai lama is believed to be the reincarnation of the previous the 13th dalai lama tupten gatso the dalai lamas are believed to be manifestations or avatar of avalokiteshvara who is avalokiteshvara you ask well Avalokiteshvara is the bodhisattva of compassion. A bodhisattva is an enlightened being who vows to be reborn to help humanity and the world. But what does the word Dalai Lama really mean and why was this title given and to whom? The word Dalai Lama means ocean of wisdom. And this title was given to Sonam Gatso, the third in line, the third reincarnation of this tradition. This title was given to him by 
the Mongolian king Aldan Khan, because he invited Sonam Gyatso to spread the Buddhist teachings in Mongolia, to spread Buddhism and teach Buddhism in Mongolia. The first two Dalai Lamas were not known as Dalai Lamas. Only when the third in line, the third reincarnation, was titled Dalai Lama, were the first and the second given the title Dalai Lama retrospectively. So, to break it down in simple words, let's say, I, for example, I am Tenzin Chijin. I am. Dead, okay, and I'm born again, and I'm born again for the third time. So even though my soul is the same, but my name is different. I have traveled three times, and the first two times I was not given the title. When my third reincarnation was born. That is when I was born for the third time with the same soul but in a different body. I was given the title, and the first two reincarnation, the previous lives that I've lived, then I had these titles retrospectively. So I hope it's quite easy now because it can be very complex for people to understand the whole system of how the how come if the third one. Was given the title Dalai Lama. Then, what about the first two Dalai Lamas? Were they not called Dalai Lamas? Well, they were not because only when the third one was given the title were the first two given the title retrospectively. Great. Now that we know a little bit about the reincarnation of the Dalai Lamas and the whole Dalai Lama tradition, let's talk a little bit about the current Dalai Lama. The Fourteenth Dalai Lama, originally named Lhamo Tundup, His Holiness was born in a small hamlet to a farming family in Taksir Amdo in Tibet. At the age of two, he was recognized as the reincarnate. Many of my friends ask me this, and I'm sure even you must be wondering right now: How did the Tibetans find out that this little child was the one? So. After the demise of the thirteenth Dalai Lama in 1933, a search party was sent by the Tibetan government to find the new incarnate. There were also a few signs that led the search party to the region where the new incarnate was born. And what were these signs? So, during the process of mummification of the thirteenth Dalai Lama, his head was found to have changed its direction. His head, which was facing south, had now turned to the northeast. I mean, just imagine how a person who is no more can move their body and change the direction of their head. This sounds okay. This just sounds very, very, very crazy. But this did happen. In addition, the regent, a senior lama, had a strong vision. When he was looking into the waters of Lhamu Lhatso, the sacred lake in southern Tibet, he could clearly see the Tibetan letters float like A, Ga, and Ma. He caught the sight of the image of a three-storied monastery 
with a turquoise and gold roof, and a path running from it to a hill. He could also see a small house with a strangely shaped guttering. The regent was certain that the letter A referred to Amdo, the northeastern province of Tibet. Now here it gets really interesting. Once a search party arrived at the location, they were quite convinced that this was the right place. The letter A stood for Amdo, Ka for Kumbum Monastery, and it turned out that it was turquoise roofed and three-storied too, just like in the vision that the senior lama had. The place was exactly like that. When they finally found the house with a similar shaped guttering, they knew that the child must be here. The search party chose not to reveal the purpose of their visit; rather, they requested the parents if they could stay the night at their place. The leader of the search party, Kuzang Rinpoche, had disguised himself as a servant, and he decided to observe the youngest kid of the house. The kid immediately recognized him, and he called him Seralama. The kid was right. Kuzang Rinpoche was a lama from Sera Monastery, which is why he called him Seralama. The Sera Monastery is a very, very, you know, revered monastery, a very important monastery back in Tibet.、Uh, it was a huge monastery, and now it has been reestablished in exile in India. So this is the reason why the child called Kesang Rinpoche Seralama because he was a monk from Seram Monastery. Now an ordinary kid wouldn't know this, but he did. And the search party left the next day and came back again with possessions that belonged to the thirteenth Dalai Lama, along with items that did not belong to him. The two-year-old Lamo Thundup immediately recognized his possessions from previous life, and also his memories attached to these possessions. It was quite clear that the new incarnate was found. At the age of two, Lamo Thundup was officially recognized as the fourteenth Dalai Lama. At the age of six, His Holiness began his monastic education. His curriculum, majorly derived from the Nalanda tradition, consisted of five major and five minor subjects. The five major subjects were logic, fine arts, Sanskrit grammar, medicine, with greatest emphasis laid on Buddhist philosophy, which was further divided into five categories. That is, prajna paramita, meaning the perfection of wisdom. Madhyamika, which means the philosophy of the middle way, Vinaya, which means the canon of monastic discipline, Abhidharma, which translates to metaphysics, and Pramana, meaning logic or epistemology. The five minor subjects included poetry, drama, astrology, composition, and synonyms. At the age of twenty-three. During the Great Annual Prayer Festival in 1959, His Holiness sat for his final examination in Lhasa's Jokang Temple and passed with honors and was awarded the Geshe Lhasa degree, which is equivalent to the highest doctorate in Buddhist philosophy. But after the Chinese occupation of Tibet in 1959, His Holiness the Fourteenth Dalai Lama, along with the Tibetan people, 
were forced to escape into exile to India. In 1989, His Holiness was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his nonviolent struggle for the liberation of Tibet. Carrying this message of peace, he has traveled to more than 67 countries, over six continents, has received over 150 awards, honorary doctorates, prizes in recognition of his message of nonviolence, compassion, interreligious understanding, universal responsibility, and peace. He's also authored or co-authored more than 110 books. His Holiness has engaged in a dialogue with various modern scientists in the field of psychology, neurobiology, quantum physics, and cosmology. This has led to a beautiful collaboration between Buddhist monks and world-renowned scientists in trying to help people achieve peace of mind. Because of this, now we have the addition of modern science to the traditional curriculum of the Tibetan monastic institutions, re-established in exile. The whole idea of reincarnation is so fascinating, right? Regardless, I mean, just imagine being able to remember the people, major events from your previous life. I'm sure it sounds too magical. Whether you want to believe in reincarnation or not is completely up to you. You make that choice. But we must always try to keep an open perspective to possibilities that we otherwise think are impossible. You see, the universe works in mysterious ways. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying here with me. If you like this episode, then please give me a shout out by mentioning me in your Instagram stories and posts. My Instagram handle is tenzin.chudun.24. That is T-E-N-Z-I-N dot C-H-O-D-O-N dot 24. You can also DM me if you have any questions. To stay updated about waking up closer to Tibet, don't forget to follow at HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariyese. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.